Okay. You guys ready? Second Thessalonians. Second Second Thessalonians chapter three. Okay. So um, tonight, tonight, if you guys would focus in with me, um, we're going to talk through uh, this chapter, uh, a little bit of this chapter. It's the majority of this chapter, um, and it's all about idleness. So, you guys ready? <laughs> it's going to be kind of tough to swallow in some spots. It was tough for me to swallow in some spots when I was preparing this. Um, but I vow to you guys... Yeah. yeah. Um, what's idleness? We're going to define it. I, I, all, I vow to you guys since the beginning of time at the home that I will first process things on my own before I even get close to sharing them with you. Okay? Uh, it's just a vow that I'm always going to make with you guys. I'm never going to preach something that... Um, I don't fully understand or don't partially understand, okay? So, with this, um, I've been chewing on this all week. I'm really excited about this. Uh, if you've hung around me this week, I can't shut up about this sermon. Um, I'm really excited about it because of the, um, the approach I'm going to take with this. Um, and it will make sense, um, and it will relate perfectly to your lives, even if you are on fire for the Lord, okay? So, um, I actually do have notes tonight just so I can stay on track. Um, so bear with me. Um, and again, don't get, don't get offended at me. Okay? Everybody, look at me. Don't get offended at me. This is out of the Bible. Okay? So if you want to get offended, uh, you can't get <coughs> offended at me because the Lord said it. Cool? Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. Cool? Triggered. You're triggered already? <laughs> Frick. <laughs> okay. So, everybody at uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3? Yep. We're going to start in verse 6. Not yet, though. Before we dive in, um, I want to define what it means to be idle. Anybody want to take a, take a shot at this? What it means to be idle? Yeah. It's like when your car is not running, not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay, cool. What else? I was thinking like something that you look up to. Okay. That is, I should have spelt it. I'm sorry, I set you up. Which, I like where your head's at, because I'm going to talk about that. So, it's I-D-L-E, idle, not I-D-O-L, okay? I-D-L-E. Anybody else? Josh? Uh, just, like, sitting there, but um, I don't really know how to explain it, but to me, I think of it as just, like, standing there and not doing anything and just nothing happening. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, without a purpose or effect, pointless. Hey, you guys want to pay attention? Yeah, I was in second Timothy. Nope. Without purpose or effect, pointless. Being idle is without purpose or effect and pointless. When I hear this word, I think of what Blake immediately talked about. You know, I... I uh, all my friends are gearheads, okay? They love cars. Um, I did not get that um, excitement. I like cars. I like going fast. I just don't like working on them. I take them somewhere else. Um, or I say, uh, somebody help me take care of this, right? I'm not the, guy, not, I'm not the one to work on cars. When I, I got a story, actually. It's a pretty good story. This is 16-year-old Lex, okay? Yeah? 
It's a good story. I got a couple stories revolving around cars. I had a 2000 Chevy Blazer. Um, man, it was a gorgeous car. Gorgeous car. I had luscious long locks. You know, just you barely could see, you could see this much of my face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and this was uh, this is in the phase of my life when I thought uh, subwoofers were cool in my car. They're still pretty cool. But now I'm old, so it's not socially acceptable. Um, but it was cool back then for me when I was 16. Um, and uh, I decided to try to install these by myself. And uh, I was like, oh, no. You know, I've, I've watched my buddy uh, do sound systems in his car before. And uh, he never disconnected the wire or the, disconnected the battery ever because he, he knew what he was doing. Um, so I was like, well, I obviously know what I'm doing, right? Um, so I, uh, I touched two wires together. It started a fire in my car. Um, my buddy was in the back seat. He, uh, didn't help me at all. He just got out of the car and ran. Um, and I'm like, I'm like yelling, like freaking out. I got no idea what's going on. This just, I've never seen so much smoke, you know, it was like so much smoke coming up at me. It's terrifying. No, here's another story. I was dry, I used to um, four wheel with my blazer. It was actually very good, so don't mock me. Did a very good job. Okay, um, but my buddy took me on this very very bad line um, up this trail, and I ended up uh, uh, running into a stump where a tree like where a tree cut was cut down, yeah. and uh, my car got stuck on this stump, and uh, I had to back up. Down this, down this. I mean, the incline was pretty significant. I don't know the slope on it, you know, whatever. It was pretty, pretty significant. So I had to back up, and then he took me on this line, of course, this way. So the the slope is like this, but he took me on this line up this way. We almost rolled, almost rolled down this freaking mountain. Yeah. So well, what I'm saying is, I'm not very good with cars. Um. <laughs> Long story short, but when I think of being idle, bringing it back, okay, sorry, uh, just reminiscing on, you know, my younger days when I was not fat and I was skinny, okay, when I wore shorts, I did wear shorts in those, both of those moments, they were very plaid and very large, <laughs> yeah, it was a good phase, I, I used to wear two collared shirts, both of them popped. He would iron the collars up. Yeah, I'd iron those babies up, baby. Oh. <laughs> Girls liked me, too. They were not very smart. <laughs> I hope they're all listening right now. <laughs> Suckers, I'm married. Taken. Okay, so when I think of... When I think of... <laughs> when I think of being idle, um, I think of cars, Right? When a car is just idling, it's standing, it's standing still, just going ba 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 right? Yeah. It's not moving, right? When we kind of connect the dots on how when a person is idle, it's kind of the same thing, right? Their heart's bumping, their lungs are operating, everything's working, uh, but they're just in one spot. Not doing ba 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 unless something else is going on with you, but... But they're still beating, they're still beating, they're still operating, they're still alive, you know, so is my car when it idles, it's still alive, but it's not moving anywhere. Get where I'm going with this, yes? yes. So when we're idle, 
We're not moving anywhere. We're stagnant. What happens to water when it's stagnant? Blake, what happens to water when it's stagnant? Oh, stuff's rancid, right? You wouldn't want to drink that, right? You want to drink water that's rushing down a river, right? That's good water because it's why it's moving. Yeah, glacier water. Yeah. No, I was listening to you. I was just reading. Okay, so when our heart is beating and our lungs are up and all that stuff is pumping at full speed, but we're still without a purpose. We're idle, okay? And then I got to thinking, um, if the Lord wants our hearts and gives us our breath and gives us our daily bread, then He's probably called us to a purpose, right? He hasn't just called us, He didn't just give us life to stand still. Just be like, well, here I am, I'm still alive. Or I helped an old lady cross the street. You know, like, cool, great for you. I'll give you a high five for that. And that's all you're going to get is my approval, right? <laughs> so, got to thinking, if He wants our hearts, gives us our breath, and gives us our daily bread, He has called us to purpose and not to be idle. <laughs> he has called us to a purpose. And the passage tonight um, we're going to talk through is all about that. And I want to shed some light on different perspectives of this, of this kind of passage. And um, I'm really excited about this. As you guys can tell, I'm really, really excited about this. Okay, So, um, First uh, Thessalonians, um, second, oh man, there's too many numbers. <coughs> that's why I struggle preaching in Psalms because there's like 130 some Psalms and then I get, there's too many numbers, you know. So, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 um, and we're going to start in verse 5, okay? Yeah, I lied. Ready? You guys there? Okay. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. I just like that verse. It has nothing to do with our sermon tonight, but I love it. What? Uh, ESV tonight. And if you do have an electronic Bible, please read it in the ESV. It'll help you a little bit. Okay? Um, NIV? I don't know. I didn't look at NIV. NASB? This will not. Uh, they, they use different words. Cool? Um, they don't use idleness, which mine does. Okay? So verse 6. I'm going to read it all the way through to verse 15. Now we command you, brothers, this is Paul talking, okay? Now we command you, brothers, in, this, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. Pretty harsh? Verse 7, For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you. Nor did we eat anybody's bread without paying for it, but the toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we did not have that right, but to give in ourselves as an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For here... For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. 
As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as a brother. Okay. So there's a lot in there, right? The word idols in there a bunch, which is good because we're talking about it. The word imitates in there, which is good because we're talking about it. The word food, all, food is in here. Work is in here. Busy is in here. Busy bodies is in this. There's a lot of concepts that we're going to cover tonight. Okay? So you guys focus with me? Yeah. Yes? Good. Okay. So Paul is writing about lazy people. Yes? Yep. Lazy people. People calling themselves holy but lack of work but still eat of everybody's food. Right? There's even that whole entire portion in this of what we just read where... They're not working for it, but they're still eating of it. And they're being a burden to the people. Right? Yikes. Okay? So, I want to first focus on the angle of actual food, and then I want to shift into something else. Okay? So, how annoyed would you be if you worked all day as a farmer, harvested all your crop, made some bomb bread and then somebody else came in who watched you work and ate it. I would be livid. Especially because I love bread. I love bread. I've all, I, like, if you guys want to get me a gift, I want a bread maker. Like, I want to get into making bread. I want to make the best sourdough you've ever put in your mouth. I want to have actual real bread up here for communion, not just a little freaking wafers, Walmart wafers. I want real bread that we've got to break off. Like, I love bread. I don't love it more than Madison. Madison loves it way more than I do. Her, uh, her midnight snack is usually bread and some olive oil and vinegar. Uh, she... Uh, it's great. I love it. No, I'm not making fun of her. I love it. Uh, the only reason I'm making fun of her is because she doesn't ever, ever share it with me. Um, so I, yeah, sure. I, it was 2 a.m. I love bread. So when I work really hard for something, I, I, know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of selfish with it. I am. Like, think of something that you worked really, really hard for. And that you wanted to use and use and use before your siblings ever got to use it, before anybody else got to use it. Right? When I, when I got my first car, my mom wanted to drive it home. <laughs> and I was like, heck no, I worked really hard for this. I want to drive it home. And man, was it a great car. I miss it. <laughs> no, not the Blazer. Not the Blazer, not the Blazer. It was a Jeep Commander. I was freaking 18 years old and I decided to buy a $30,000 car and it was just a really good life decision. It's a great car. But anyways, my mom wanted to drive it home. And I was like, Ma, yeah, sure, you co-signed on this, but hey, I'm going to be paying for this thing, you know? So I, I wanted to use it, right? That's that whole entire concept of what we're going through tonight, okay? When we work really hard for something, I want to be the first one to use it. 
Right? Mm -hmm. Think of it this way. If you worked really hard for a talent, like I trained, don't, don't make fun of me, I trained really hard for golf. I did. I trained hard. Hard. I think I trained harder than Andrew in soccer. Right? I was out there every single day for six hours. I was there all the time. I trained, I trained, I trained, and I got pretty good, right? I wanted to play as much as possible. Why? Because I put my time into it, right? Same thing with, with you, Josh, and Andrew, and Blake, all of, all of our athletes here, right? And, you know, we, we trained hard for these things, and we want to use it, right? Yeah. We want to show it off, right? Same thing with my, like, when I bought that Jeep. I was the, I was my friend who had, I was, sorry, I was the friend in my friend group who had the greatest car. I wanted to drive everywhere. I couldn't afford insurance on it, so, but I still drove everywhere, you know? It was like I wanted to show it off because I worked really hard for it, right? Just like recently, my new desk and computer. I wanted to show it off. Right? That's why I thought you guys were coming on Thursday nights. Just to see, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, but do you guys get what I'm saying here? Yeah. When I work hard for something, I want to use it. And there's nothing worse than somebody who doesn't work hard for that something, and then they try to snag it from you. Right? Busybodies. That's what, that's what they were called in this passage. Busybodies. What does busybodies mean to you? Pointless. Pointless? Busy but pointless, okay? I don't know. First thing that comes to mind for me is like, like specifically in the work setting, right? Like the person's not doing anything, mm. but when the boss is like walking around and like walking over into their area, they start working, mm -hmm. you know, kind of that aspect. I think totally. Like false worker. False worker? But like, just like, uh, almost talks to everybody and acts like he works hard, mm. but really we all know that he doesn't do anything. Useless. Yeah. Useless. I think of, like, in movies, I feel like every time I hear busybody, it's, like, the women that just, like, sit in the hair and nail salon and just talk about other people's lives. Yeah, gossip. Yeah. That's how it's defined is gossip, right? Um, okay, we're going to get back to that, though. Keep that in the back of your mind, okay, because I do need to stay on my notes. I'm trying. I'm really fighting with myself. But um, if you've been around me for any period of time, you've probably heard this statement. Please don't act in your own wisdom. You've probably heard that from me, right? Yeah. And if you have operated in your own wisdom, it sounded a lot more harsh, right? Please don't act in your own wisdom, okay? Because what happens when we walk in our own wisdom and when in our own might, um, this will all make sense, okay? So hang with me. When we walk in our own wisdom, it is your own, so it's going to make you feel better and you're guaranteed to be get egotistical and prideful mm -hmm. it's guaranteed right if it's your own wisdom you can claim it right we've probably seen this in some of our friends you don't you don't have to mention them right if they're opera operating in like their own wisdom and they're the counselor of the friend group right right we know these people come on 
<laughs> right? We have the counselor in our friend group. Mine is um, in my friend group. There's a guy who just wants to give advice to everybody. You know, everybody has just a bad idea, and uh, he, he he has the right way, and his way is um, is success. And if you go against that way, then you're a moron, right? So if we're operating in our own wisdom, you will get an ego and you will become prideful. It's a guarantee, okay? And frankly, I don't blame you because you came up with it. So good job. You came up with it. Am I uh, condoning this behavior? No. I'm actually going to call you an idiot. Uh, if you're operating in your own wisdom, sorry. Cayete. Right? If I, I don't, I don't give, I don't give a crap about your wisdom. I don't. I really don't. When we operate in the in the in the Lord and the Word of the Lord and the wisdom of the Lord, we cannot become full of ourselves. Correct? Why? Because you can't claim it. If you try to claim it, you're going to get found out really fast. It's like, oh, that was that was in Romans, whatever, right? Yeah. Paul said that back in the day. Right, I saw a church you know, where they quoted a pastor, and it was uh, um, his quote. It was a scripture, and then it was his name under it because he said it. I was like, oh, "Yeah, that's that's clever, right?" It's like it's silly. That's so silly. There was no 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 tagline of the verse or anything. No address. It was just like it's no longer. Uh, it's the, what was it? The the same spirit that lives in you is the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, right? Hey, that's in the Bible. Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't come up with that. That's the Lord's truth, right? Yeah. That would be like if you made one of those little, those cute little uh, pictures um, with, with me doing like this as a pastor, and then you putting a quote next to it. Have you guys seen these? Yeah. Yes? <laughs> that doesn't make sense, right? If I didn't say it, doesn't make sense. Yeah. That makes sense? <laughs> Good. Oh, no. Okay. So, um, this is a good test, okay? If you find ego and pride in somebody, they're probably walking in their own strength and flesh. If you see somebody who's directing you in wisdom of the Lord, they're probably not going to be egotistical and prideful. Good test? Does that make sense? Okay, we have to kind of put up this discernment wall. When we listen to people, okay? Um, again, this will connect. We have to put up this discernment wall in front, of, in front of every word that is coming at us and say, okay, is this from the Lord or is that from somebody's flesh? Yeah, and it might feel good, you know? It feels good to hear something affirming or something where like, oh, hey, hey, Josh, you're going to do great things, right? Yeah. You know, that's nice to hear. I'm not discounting it. But if you want to hear it from the Lord... You have to check that person's character, okay? Because what was happening at this time in, in Thessalonica was a lot of false teachers were popping up, a lot of them, all over the place, popping up, popping up, and why? Because they wanted to make themselves famous, okay? Um, they wanted to be the public figure on Instagram instead of just a pastor, you know, have you noticed that um, we have more public figures than pastors? Yeah. Have you noticed this? What do you mean? Big churches, you got a public figure now, uh -huh. right? I'm not going to mention any names because I'm not into that. But um, public figures instead of pastors, right? 
where we should be pastoring. We shouldn't just be this guy on a stage saying, hey, do this, do that, you're a rock, you are awesome. You're like Oprah, right? Public figure, right? You get a car, you get a basket, you get that. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Hey guys, the basket was nice. Okay. So there's way too much of this going on. Public figures instead of pastors and so on and so forth, right? So I want to reread verses 5 and 6 um, again. And I, with this thought in mind, are you ready? When we become idle, we become our own gods. I-D-L-E. When we become idle, we become our own gods. Okay? So, let me read um, five, 5 and 6 again. What's going on over here? Okay. Um, oh. Verses 5 and 6. May the Lord direct your heart to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness, not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. Okay? So, when we become idle, we become our own gods. Paisley. Getting a dog was a bad idea. Just joking, I love her. Okay, when we become... All right, all right, let's focus back in. When we become idle, we become our own gods. Let me explain. When we become idle with the Lord, we have tied up our knowledge as being enough and saying God's knowledge is inferior. Did you get that? When we say, I am okay, I'm idle, I'm good where I'm at, Lord. Yes? The Lord calls us to higher things, yes? From glory to glory, yes? Deep cries out to deep, yes? He calls us for increase, right? Just like the parable of the talents. Hey, I want, I want to entrust you with more. I want you entrusted with more, right? Yes, yes, yes? Yeah. Okay? So, when we become idle with the Lord, we have tied up our own knowledge as being enough and saying God's knowledge is inferior. When we become idle, we become our own God. Scary, right? We idolize ourselves and how smart we are, or we just hang on surface level truths and don't dive deep into the Word. I'm sorry, but my, my life began with Jesus, and it's increased since. You get that? I didn't, I didn't, my life did not begin when I was born. <laughs> My real life began when I said yes to Jesus. It was great that I was born. Yippee. Right? It began with the Lord. It has to. And then He calls us to increase. If I became idle in any point of that, then I have to do something else inside of me to get back on track. Okay? And when I do become idle, I am saying, okay, I am my own idol. Right? I'm saying, I know enough about the Lord to get me by. I'm sorry, but Jesus is not just... How do I say this? 
Jesus is not just a, 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 a Savior, He's also a Lord. Okay? He's not just somebody who came and died for you so that you can inherit the, uh, the kingdom, right? He, he's, uh, he's a guy who did that, but he's, he's also a God who lords over your life. Right? So when we become idle, we're saying, no, I'm going to be the Lord. Right? Yes? That was a really good word. That was such a good word. I hope you guys heard it. It was such a good word. I'm not doing it, Jaden. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to... Okay. Right? That's the way it goes, right? That's it. That's it. If, we, if we idle... <laughs> if we are drawn into being idle, then we are drawing ourselves into us being an idol. Does that make sense? So... Ashton, good job. Okay? And hey, if you're on the surface just hanging out, stop. Okay? He's called us to move mountains. He's called us to climb mountains. He's called us to higher, higher, higher ground. He's not called the water. He's called the rock. Right? Water we sink. (laughs) Right? Unless you you walk on it. Uh, Maybe. Let me say it this way. He's not sand, he's a rock. Okay? He's not sand because we sink in sand, right? When we walk on sand, we kind of, we penetrate it. Yes? When we are on the rock, we're founded on him, and therefore we keep on climbing higher, we keep on climbing higher, right? And did you guys know, over time, mountains keep on getting higher? No. Yeah. They keep on getting higher because everything's shifting, so therefore they keep on growing. They keep on growing, they keep on growing. Right? Same thing our relationship with the Lord should be. When we're founded in the rock, the mountain, then boom, we keep on growing. It's part of, it's natural to us. It has to be. Okay? With me still? Yeah. Okay? I'm going to read 7 through 9. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Okay? Keep that in your mind as we read this. Am I talking too fast? We okay? Yeah. So yes, I am talking too fast? Nope. Went off. Good. Seven. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anybody's bread without paying for it. But the toil and the labor we worked night and day, for we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have the right but to give ourselves as an example to imitate. Paul said another scripture, I can't remember where it is, but probably 1 Corinthians or something like that. Yeah? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. This is what Paul said, and I'm saying it to you tonight. Live in a manner where you can point at somebody and say, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That is a big calling, yes? That's a very large calling. Because what does that do to you? That is almost you declaring over your life a prophecy of saying, Hey, I'm going to live for Jesus now, and I am, all eyes are on me. Every single action that I do, every single move that I make has to be in Jesus' name, or else I'm leading others astray. Right? Where are we at on that? How are we doing on that? It's a tough question, I know. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right? 
that's the way it should happen, right? By the way we live our lives, by the way we talk to people, by the way everything, right? Imitate me as I imitate, imitate Christ. Um, the word imitate is made up of two words. Copied and image. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Imitating is a copied image. So when I'm imitating Christ, I'm copying Jesus. And the other cool thing is, hey, I'm created in Jesus' image. So it, this should come very easily to me because I'm created in His image. It's not like I have to go out of my way to recreate myself so that I can then walk with Jesus, right? It's already there. It's already instilled in me because I am created in God's image, right? Ephesians 2 says, Ephesians 2.10 says we are His workmanship, right? We are His workmanship. And at the beginning of all time in Genesis, we were created in God's image. Yeah. And it was good. <laughs> Get what I'm saying here? This is good news. Mm -hmm. So, if you've tied up as, as imitating Christ to be tough, no. It's not. You've, you're just making it tougher because of your attitude towards it. Mm -hmm. So, we shift our perspective on it. Then I was like, oh, I'm already knit together since my mother's womb the way the Lord wanted me to be knit together. Now I just need to operate in the fullness of Him. And if I'm idle, ha, huh, good luck. Good luck. But if I'm active in Him, then everything's going to fall into place very, very naturally. Okay? I'm, I'm speeding through this because I want to make sure that I'm getting through everything. Um, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Okay. Verses 10 and 11, um, it, it talks about the busy body, Right? Don't be busybodies, correct? Mm -hmm. Busybodies is, um, is a gossiper, a troublemaker, an intruder. If we don't work for what we want or need, then we are going to be busybodies. And Paul states, if you do not work for it, then you cannot have it. If you don't work for it, then you can't eat of it. Okay? Um, verses 12 through 15. Control what you can. Control what you can. Okay? I'm sorry, but I can't control your guys' lives. <laughs> Even though I, how bad I want to, you know? Like, oh my gosh, come on, kind of thing. Right? I can't control your guys' life. All I'm responsible <coughs> for is my life and the way I live. Right? So, what this is calling us to do is not get pissed off at people, not hate people because of the way they are living. Right? But warn them. Right? Admonish them. Warn them about their behavior. Like it says in verse 15. Warn them about it. Not called to hate. <laughs> okay? Not called to hate. Just warn. Yeah. And be careful. You know, kind of split yourselves from them. Because, like I've said before, you're either influencing or you're being influenced. Right? If you're idle in the Lord, be careful who you hang out with. If you're active in the Lord, be careful who you hang out with. Okay? If you're passive, be careful who you hang out with. 
If you're kind of in your face personality like me, it's okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, be careful who you hang out with. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, hey, no, screw that person because they don't believe in Jesus. No, I don't, okay? Don't hear me in that, okay? But if you're being influenced poorly because of their actions and because you're hanging out with them, then be careful, okay? This is me warning my brothers and sisters in Christ to be careful who they hang out with, okay? Be wise, yes? Okay. Um... Yeah. So when he says like imitate me as I imitate Christ, he's telling them to imitate him. Yeah. Imitate. Like making himself an idol almost. No. I I see where you could. When I first read that verse, I was like, "What?" Right. Go ahead. Um, When I was looking, I just decided to do this right now. When I was looking at the, the word imitate, I went to the concordance to try to figure out exactly like the precise definition. It's to be a middle voice of. Oh, cool. A, so, what voice? a middle, middle voice. A so, third party. Yeah, he was like the, uh, he was the middleman between God and the people. Huh. Yeah. So he's speaking as if, uh, it's like God speaking through him as if it is coming from God directly. You know, it's the whole idea of like. Um, as you become more like Christ, once you're a direct reflection of everything that Christ is, people can imitate you and not be led astray in the wrong direction because you're perfectly in sync with everything that Christ is. So you're not glorifying yourself. You're still glorifying the Lord. When everybody sees your actions, they know you're glorifying the Lord. So when it's not glorifying yourself, you are saying... Uh, you're I, seeing the Lord. Yeah, exactly. They're seeing the Lord through you. So in that part, part they don't care about themselves. Yeah, you like, can think of that as pride. Right? Like... I get where you're, I also assume you're doing the pride part, but he's prideful for the way he's done himself. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a high calling. It really is. If we can embrace that calling, do it. If you're not in a place where you can embrace that, it's okay. You'll get there. Cool? Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Now we're going to kind of shift. Everything makes sense up to here. Mm-hmm. Good? Okay. Now, we're going to kind of shift. And it's, this, is, this is my excitement. Okay? So stay with me. Do you guys remember what the Lord is most attracted to? Hungry people. Okay? I love that this talks about bread. I love that this talks about bread. What is also called bread in Scripture? Jesus. The body of Christ. What else? Word. Give us today our daily bread, which is his word. His word, good. What else is bread? Sustenance. Sustenance. Yeah, it's manna. Yeah. This is where it gets fun, and I love how it ties in. If this is where it's going to kind of hurt, okay. If you're a in this passage, it says if you do not work. For the bread, you're a burden on the people. Okay? So again, don't get offended at me. This is straight out of the scripture, okay? You have to work for your bread. And if you don't, then you're being a burden on the rest of the people. Why? Because they're working really hard for that bread, and you're just standing around doing nothing. If I am not working hard for the bread of the Lord in my life, day in and day out, 
And I'm not working towards my relationship with the Lord because relationships are work, yes? Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Forget about the dog, okay? Stay with me, okay? Relationships are work, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? They take time. If you get in an argument, then you got to work through it, yes? Yeah. If you don't, then it's going to fail, okay? Because our God is a relational God, we have to eat of His bread. And relationships are work, so we've got to work in that. So Scripture is bread, yes? Therefore, I have to work in this Scripture. I have to work really hard in this Scripture, or else when I gather with other believers, I'm going to poach their bread. Woo! Yes? I'm going to eat their bread, and I'm going to be a burden on the people. Yes? You guys with me? Does that make sense? If I am not spending time with the Lord, if I'm not working towards my relationship with the Lord, then I will always be a burden on people. You'll be a busybody for the Lord. You'll be idle in the Lord. Therefore, you'll be a burden on everybody else. Yes? This sting a little bit? I'm sorry. I got to give you truth. Right? So, when we spend our quiet time with the Lord... And we bask in His beauty and we bask in His glory and honor and and all of it and power, then I guarantee, just like I said at the beginning, you'll be really excited to use it. Yeah. Right? If we don't eat of the Lord, we will never taste and see His goodness. (coughs) If we don't eat of the Lord, we will never taste and see of His goodness. Correct? Correct. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Isn't this cool? So, this is how we have to end every single message. Just her right here. Yeah, good girl. So I have to spend time because relationships are work. If I'm not spending quiet time with the Lord and I'm just showing up here, sorry, you're probably going to be a burden to the people around you. That stings a little bit, huh? But... He doesn't call us to be idle. He calls us to be active and moving and, and sh- moving and shaking, right? Yeah. That's what He calls us to do, correct? Mm-hmm. That's who He is. Yeah. He wants you to go from glory to glory. Yeah. Not glory to glory. Right. right? Increase. Glory to glory. Right? Deep cries out to deep. Why? Because there's a lot of increased space in the Lord. There's not just a, a little bit of space in the Lord. Right? I can never see the end of Him. I can't. I can't see the end of Him. He is limitless. He has zero bounds. He has zero bounds. It's the way it goes. Oh, you son of a... Right? So, because relationships are work, we have to spend time with the bread. And if we don't spend time in the bread, we will be a burden. Right? Yeah. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. Right? I think it's really cool. Because it's like... I don't think it's cool at all. It hurts me. Not that. No. It stings. I'm saying... It strikes a chord in me, you know? Hold on. It, it strikes a chord in me. It eats me alive, right? Yeah. It's tough. 
Because if I don't spend time with the Lord, I'm going to let all of you down. I will. Could you imagine if I didn't spend time with the Lord every single week, every single day? This place would be a train wreck. It would be a train wreck. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if Madison didn't spend time with the Lord? This place would be a train wreck. What if I came and said, well, guys, I didn't spend any time with the Lord, but I'm still going to preach at you. I would hope all of you guys would stand up and walk out of that door. <laughs> Say, well, you've got nothing for me then. Right? Yeah. If you want to taste and see of the Lord's goodness, if you want encounter in your life, and you want faith increased in you, and hope increased in you, like Romans 5.5 5 says, then go after it. It's easy. Psalms 34.8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do I do that? Oh, I've got to taste. Taste what? I've got to taste His bread. I've got to eat it up. Yeah. Right? And then I get to see. See what? <laughs> that wonders are still what you do. Isn't that cool? Right? He's not going to just say, all right, well, whatever. Here you go. I guess I'll entrust you. No, he's going to say, whoa. He's going to say, no, I, I need you to be in relationship with me, Lex, so that I can use you in mighty, mighty ways. And so that I can give you the anointing that you need and that everybody around you needs. Right? right. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. When we're just being busybodies for the Lord, we're actually burdening everybody. Right? Do you know somebody who you just walk into and then they're like, oh, frick, this person's just negative. You, we all know people like this. Yeah. Right? No. Stop it. Okay? You can't be that person. Why? Because the Lord's called you to bigger things, greater things, higher things. And by that, He says, taste and see. Taste of me. Eat the bread so that you increase in me so that you can see. Yeah. If you want to see what the Lord's doing around you, Oh, they have to taste of him, right? He's not a spoon feeder, right? It's not who he is. He doesn't spoon feed us. He says, hey, I'm equipping you with a fan in 2 Timothy. I'm giving you a fan so you can fan into flame, right? So you can, not somebody else, not your pastor, not me, right? It's the way it goes. Does this make sense? Yeah. Isn't that cool? If we don't eat of the Lord, we will never taste and see His goodness. The Lord is attracted to hungry people. So eat them up. Eat them up. There's a pastor who takes communion every single morning before he starts his day. Eat them up. If that's what it takes for you, do it. Go out of your way. If you, need a, if you need a physical eating of bread, do it. Go out of your way for the Lord. Just like if you're first dating somebody, right? You're going to go out of your way for that person. Right? If somebody needs you, you're probably going to go out of your way for that person. Right? It's the way it goes. Do that with the Lord. And watch what will happen. You will taste and see of His goodness.
And then when you sing that song, Wonders Are Still What You Do, you'll be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Seriously. And there won't be, we need a move anymore. Yeah. It'll be, this is a move. Mm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool to have such a thick anointing around you that you knew what the Lord was thinking and you could predict where He was going and you could intersect with Him there? Mm. Right? Cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, I want that intimacy. Where I can predict where he's going. I can predict the future, if you will, right? I can see where he's headed, and I can track with him. I can track with him and track with him, right? Mm -hmm. Until we intersect, and then wham, I know that glory will fall. I know anointing will fall. I know Holy Spirit will be there, and then boom, encounter will happen. And then boom, I will see. Right? And I will be moved by the word of the Lord. And I will eat of the word of the Lord. And I won't have to operate in my own wisdom and conjure up anything. I will just get to operate in the Lord's wisdom. And He will speak to me. And I will see that He is good. I will see that He is good. I will see that He is good. I will see that He is good over and over and over again. I want that. I don't know about you guys. I'm chasing after that. You guys can come with me if you want. But I'm chasing after it. If you're frustrated with the Lord, you're idle. Run. Let's go. Let's go. Right? He says, pick up your cross daily. That means we have to do something every single day so that we're in union with Him. Right? We've got to move. We've got to, we've got to move with Him. Because He's not slowing down. It's, it's a choice for Him to use you. He could use anybody in this world. He could use somebody who's like really, really obedient. But he says, no, I want to use you for the first time because I want to magnify my kingdom. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's dope. Love it. Taste and see. Taste and see. Psalms 34, 8. Get it tattooed on you. Taste and see of the Lord's goodness, right? Yeah. Tattoo that on your heart. He wants that for you. He didn't call just a bunch of people to have their arms folded and their feet glued to the ground. You know, he didn't call us to that. There's only one moment in, I think one moment in scripture where Jesus stopped. It was a significant moment. That's why it's in scripture. Jesus stopped. Okay. Wow. Right. What is that uh, Psalm verse? 34, 8, I think. Somebody should double check that. I was just kind of pretty confident in it. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Make sense? Yeah. Isn't that cool? So, the same way. If you're working hard for your relationship with the Lord, you want to be the first one to use it. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Yes. Frankly, I want to be—I want to beat you guys all to the punch. <laughs> I want you guys fighting over prophetic words. Mm -hmm. 
I want you guys fighting over a healing anointing in this space. I want you guys fighting over it because you want to use it first because you invested the time, right? Just like, (laughs) frankly, taking us all the way back to the beginning, just like my mom wanted to drive my new car. I want to be the one to freaking take the wheel of Jesus and see what he can do through my hands. Right? I'm jealous for it. You get in the way of that crap? Man, I'll be excited for you for a little bit, but then I'll be like, oh, I wanted that. Right? You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Any questions around this? I don't want to leave anybody in the dust. We okay? Cool. Let me pray for you, and then, um, yeah, what time is it? Nice. Let me pray for you. Lord, would you make every single heart in this place hungry for you? Hungry for you. Lord, you don't call our faith walk a... um, you don't call our faith, uh, faith walk a race and to run with endurance for no reason. So, Lord, would we run into you as fast as we can? Would we eat of you as much as we can so that we can be used by you as much as you want? And Lord, by our spending time in Scripture... And by our spending time with you, would you use us? Would you increase the anointing on every single person in this place? Only if they're walking with you, Lord. Only if they're eating of you, Lord. I know that you're attracted to hungry people, Lord. So only if we're eating of your word and only if we're, only if we're spending time with you, Lord, would you use us. Lord, would you shatter any thoughts of equations in this room? That there's equations to to fast-track our relationship with you, Lord? But because you are a relational God, Lord, I pray that you would take your time with us. Lord, would you increase faith in this room? Would you increase a hunger in this room for you, Lord? And Lord, as we're driving home tonight, would you keep us safe? Lord, would would the ice disappear as we drive on it? Would you keep keep us on the road safe? And would we operate with you, Lord? Would we have such a faith of you, Lord? Such a hope in you, Lord, that nothing can get in the way. That sickness has to fall in Jesus' name. That ailments have to fall in Jesus' name. That we have to hear you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for who you are, Lord. Thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you that you are a Savior and a Lord over our lives. And Lord, we just press into you tonight. Would this night be a marking for the home where every single person in this room found their own flame? Where every single person found a hunger for your word tonight? Every single person in this room got re-energized for you.
And Lord, if there is idleness, if there is a spirit of idleness in any person in this room, I pray that you would shatter it in Jesus' name and that you would make them uncomfortable until they spend time in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you that you are God and that I don't have to pretend to be God anymore. In Jesus' name we all said, amen. Jaden, you have a thought? That's why you have that dream. Still on that. <laughs> I know, I wrote it down. Yeah, that is why you had the dream. For this? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that was completely why you had the dream. Um, 